Hello, I'm Tim McLaughlin, and this is a Maywa podcast. In this episode, we present part one of Karen Silk's lecture, Reel and Weave, The Silk Spinner's Story. The lecture was recorded live as part of the 2007 Maywa Textile Symposium. In part one, Karen describes her travels to China and explains how silk is harvested. Karen Selk has been a textile designer and artist since 1972. Her primary focus has been weaving and fusing felt with silk. In addition to writing, photography, research, and textile arts, Karen runs Trinway Silks from her Salt Spring Island home. In Vancouver, we're very lucky to have Karen Selk as a near neighbour, so we tend to take her for granted. I did a bit of research, and her official online biography goes like this. Karen has been a textile designer and artist since 1972. Her primary focus has been weaving and fusing felt with silk. A quest for knowledge of all aspects of silk has taken her throughout Asia, researching the history and heritage of silk traditions. She travels and teaches, sharing her approach through lectures and workshops. The cloth, culture and people of other countries, as well as the life in Karen's garden, are the source of her creative spirit. Karen is the author of numerous magazine articles, an education poster about the life cycle of the silkworm and a silk fusion video. As managing director of Trinway Silk, she designs and develops new yarns, fibres, kits and colour palettes. She's the founder and co-owner of Trinway Silks in British Columbia and director of product development, Southeast Asia for Womankind.com in Seattle. However, I was trying to find out more than just the official biog. I knew she was a very talented individual, and I was lucky one day to find Charlotte standing in a place for one place for a few minutes instead of the streak of light that you see as she flies past you. And I found out some very interesting things to help round out this picture of Karen Selk. <laughs> she has a wood-fired hot tub. She sleeps outside for 10 months of the year. She's building a mud house and you have to mow the walls. And I also found out she cultivates silkworms to study and also to educate children about silk production. She's a very giving and sharing person and she's a hotshot weaver. That's a direct quote. And if you look at what she's wearing tonight, that will bear out that quote. And she works with women weavers in Southeast Asia, India, and China. And finally, I found out that she knows more about silk on a global level than anyone else. And coming from Charlotte, we know that's got to be real high praise indeed. And in Vancouver, we're fortunate not only to have Karen's yarns, fibres, and weaving kits almost on our doorstep, but also to have her here today to tell us the silk spinner's story. Wow. <laughs> that person sounded really great. <laughs> I'm just Karen. You got the story. I, I got started on this uh, quest for silk as a weaver. I started weaving, and I guess I was weaving for a couple of years with wool and cotton, and then I wove my first thing in silk, and that was it. I wanted to find out everything I could find out that there was about silk. I wanted to weave as much as I could with silk, and that started the, the quest. And it's nearly 25 years ago I took my first trip to Asia. When I was in university... 
my major was Chinese language and culture. So I decided that I wanted to go to China. I started reading Pearl S. Buck when I was a young girl. So that's where the big China interests come, and I think a lot of you can relate to that. Um, I wanted to go to China, use my language, and research silk, and that was the beginning. That led that same trip led to Burma, Korea, Thailand, and then the next time it was time to make a trip, uh, I traveled with Michelle Whiplinger, and we decided she was um, researching about dyes as I was researching about silk. We would go to India because uh, we thought we would do India and then it would be behind us. We didn't know much about India. This is Remember, this is nearly 25 years ago. And um, what we had learned or seen on the television wasn't really great. Well, as Charlotte and many in this, people in this room know, when you go to India, it, it gets under your skin and it's with you for the rest of your life. And every trip to India is a great experience in so many ways. We're going to visit three countries tonight, and we're going to look at how those people work with silk. I think what you and I as craftspeople and what people in villages do in other parts of the world is by far the most interesting stuff. What happens in a in a factory in Hong Kong or Bangkok or Montreal is not nearly as interesting as the stuff you and I do. So that's those are the kinds of people we're going to uh, visit this evening. In North America, as a weaver, we're a melting pot of other cultures, and so our weaving doesn't tell us that we're from a particular community or village or tribe as it does in other countries. So what we do in our country is really an amalgamation of everything that we've taken from Guatemala or India or Laos or anywhere, anywhere else in the world. Each maker of cloth is a, a creative person with a family, and a community. The beautiful cloth and colors and the symbolism are, are made by creators. Those creators of cloth are people just like you and I, putting their own feelings and their symbolism and designs uh, into the cloth. Um, one of the things that has I thought was extremely awesome when I started to travel, and I traveled more and more, I realized it was a great revelation how cloth is so tied to the lifestyle, the landscape, and the religion of the areas uh, that you travel in. It's, cloth doesn't happen in a void. What you have available or what people have available is what they use, 